Hello and welcome to the 15th and a bit episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I am your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch. And we are joined today by our co-host, fellow stuntman, Barry. Yo. And Isaiah. What's up? Today's episode is on dealing with father issues, hot rod. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments, as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Hot Rod was released on August 2007 in the U.S. It was directed by, how do you say this person's name, Akiva Schaffer? The screenplay was written by Pam Brady. It's not Tim Schaefer. (laughs) It stars Andy Samberg, Jorma Tycoon, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, Isla Fisher... And many more currently as of this podcast. And it has a Rotten Tomato score of 39% for critics and 64% for audience. Here is the movie blurb. Self-proclaimed stuntman Rod Kimball is preparing for the jump of his life. To clear 15 buses to raise money for his abusive stepfather, Frank's life-saving heart operation. Alright, why don't we go into it? Okay, so... Um, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed parts of it. I think that it's a little bit messy. Um, the humor, the visual humor is the what works the best. Like all the physical, like stunt based stuff. Um, they have this habit of doing these SNL style, like almost skits in the middle of the movie. And like the movie like grinds to a halt so they can do this gag. Right. (laughs) And then they just, they just move on and it doesn't, nothing. And then and then just doesn't go anywhere after that. It's like what what am I being shown? Yeah, they have this this habit of doing that. Um, the romance is completely nothing in the film. I kind of had a problem with that. Uh, it's just like what is what is the point of this relationship? I get it, you needed to be there, but it's just completely unconvincing. Um, She's just hot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Isla Fisher. Uh, Barry's, Barry's not convinced. I'm, I'm <laughs> unconvinced. Isla Fisher is a great actress. Uh, oh, you don't think she's hot? Uh, Ian McShane. No, she's she's super cute. Um, okay. I think Isla what Fisher movies? does okay. And Ian McShane. Ian McShane is always great. Uh, he was also in John Wick, <laughs> which is super jarring. <laughs> <You're weak>. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> yeah, it was Winston. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I've never seen him play. A character like this before it was so it was so jarring dude that's why still badass though that's why i love <laughs> yeah. it yeah it's kind he of straight fun up throws a shuriken at his shoulder yeah <laughs> just throws a shuriken out i feel like the, the movie was kind of trying to be like a mix between um napoleon dynamite and super bad and Ooh. fell in kind mm-hmm. of like a, a no man's land somewhere in between you know okay that's a good way to describe it. It was more closer to Napoleon Dynamite than yeah. Bad. yeah, yeah. I think maybe, maybe like sixty percent of the humor worked for me. When mm. some of the stuff was just like, "Well, what am I being shown?" Like at the end, the uh, uh, where where like Scrooge pops out of a oh yeah <laughs> one of the school buses with roasted like a, ducks for roasted everyone du- i'm like uh-huh okay think, oh that was random for me all right you're right it's like somebody had this idea on set and they decided to film it and it it made it through the edit <laughs> yeah that's true 
like, okay. Yeah, all it's right. pretty random, but I uh I think you're too smart for this film. It just requires uh you know I think it requires less intelligence. Yeah, less intelligence. Well, I, I, under, I really under—I I kind of understand what they're doing, though, because the, all these guys are from SNL. That's why they're all in this film. They're all just buddies from SNL, and you can you can see it in the in the storytelling style, yeah. like right. Everything like there's the main narrative plot thread, which is whatever. He's a stunt guy. He's trying to save his dad from cancer by raising fifty thousand dollars. Okay, fine, simple. But every every single scene is just literally another like uh, SNL skit. Basically, they're just doing a setup for a skit. And that's how every single scene plays out, and it kind of makes the movie a little bit disjointed for me. Because rather mm. than like a like a single single thread, it's like just a bunch of little little skits, little gags, and vignettes. Um, and some some of them are so completely removed from the film entirely that you're like, "What is happening? What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> like when he's <laughs> when he's like falling down the mountain for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was really great because um so i agree i just want to throw in this little aside for that scene because i think this is exactly like bill and ted's bogus journey but mm-hmm. like there's no story or message just this this humor bits and like i liked it because he's dancing in the forest and it's going on and then it breaks that by him tripping over and then and then it just keeps going on and on because like you think it'll cut short right but then they play with that and just rolls forever and ever and ever yeah i like that scene (laughs) anyways i enjoyed it because i think it was mostly done practically like i don't even i think they used stunt people i don't think i don't even think that was a doll i think somebody (laughs) was literally so bad dude yeah that was probably like a lot of setups to get all those shots. Every single cut was a different setup for a different fall gag. He's maybe in frame for like three seconds, two seconds, and they do it maybe 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Like there are some really brute, like where you're just bouncing off trees. Oh man. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple scenes where you're bouncing off rocks too, and those, it, it looked like it hurt. Like the scene by itself worked. All, like I said, all the stunt related humor in this movie is great. Uh, like the like the first like the first setup is a perfect example. Like he just he just smashes into the ramp, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. That's all you need. I just wish they held held onto the shots like a little bit longer, but obviously it's tough to do because you have obviously a stunt guy standing in for it, so you have to find a way to cut it. But you just have to make but, it quick. But like, just pull it out, pull it out wide, show us the hit, and then cut it. <laughs> you know, and hold on to that shot because it's way funnier when you when you see the setup, when you see see the gag, and you see them take the hit, and then you can cut away and show the actor whatever. Like, uh, I th- I think the like like that final shot was the most jarring. Like the final stunt where he jumps the buses. Yeah, yeah where he jumps the buses. Obviously, it's very 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 hard to set up a gag like that. But if they had held on to the shot a little bit more and showed you the hit, it would have been so much better. I was hoping for yeah, it. Yeah, he just kind of like slides on the ground. Yeah, no, they cut immediately before and then after the after the hit. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, well, that, that kind of deflates it a little bit, but all right. Yeah, it's kind of weird because that scene where it's rolling down the hill, it lasts forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, it was, it, was an, it was an okay film. Like a lot of the humor, like I said, a lot of the humor didn't quite work for me. A little bit messy and uneven, but it was all right. What do you think, Isaiah? Oh, man, this just hurts me, man. I, I personally love Hot Rod. For me, I'd say the humor works for me like 85% of the time. Like this film is a really strong film for me in terms of humor. I don't know. There's just so many good moments. And it's so, the film is super disjointed. Like, not going to lie, it's really disjointed. And a lot of things are just kind of filler before setups for gags. But I'm perfectly fine with that. (laughs) Because to me, a lot of the gags are, yeah, they just play out so well. I think my favorite scene is when um, he's on the skeleton, Luge? Skeleton's forward, right? Luge is back. Like, Luge, Mm. and then he's on the skateboard. And they're like rolling him down the hill, and he's like, "My safe word is whiskey." Whiskey, yeah. Whiskey. What do you mean? What what weird? Where do you get off? (laughs) Uh, But just the follow-up of you watching him roll down the hill, and you're like, "Oh god, this is not going to end well." And you just see him (laughs) smack face first into the trailer. Uh, Whiskey, 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 whiskey. And then the guy comes out and is like, and then and then the explosives guy's like, I had three cups of tea today. And just like, oh, I'm going to church. You're gonna bring the devil out of me. <laughs> Go bring the devil the out of me, boy. Of and he's yeah. just like dumping trash on it. <laughs> and he steals and his, like, hat. It's his hat. It's my hat now. <laughs> but I told you guys, he plays the same character from. Yeah, uh, he does. Tropic from Thunder. Tropic Thunder. It's the same yeah. character. Yeah, dude, they do the same gag too with the with the tower with the explosions. <laughs> I don't know. For me, at least humor-wise, this works. And it's not, I guess, the greatest film in terms of like story or emotional arcs. But for me, the humor just works so well. It's one of those films for me that's so stupid that it's amazing. <laughs> there's multiple. Like, for me, there's Nacho Libre is way up there. Nacho Libre, yeah. Definitely have seen that close to ten times. Um, <laughs> I used to have this tradition with my friends where every year for my birthday... We'd have a birthday party and we'd watch Nacho Libre. That's a good tradition, dude. It's <laughs> a great tradition. We did that for at least five years. <laughs> good times, man. So I love Nacho Libre. Napoleon Dynamite's way up there for me. But I think Hot Rod, like, for me, takes the cake in terms mm. of, like, the so stupid is funny category of movies. I don't know. I can overlook all of its blaring flaws for just the fact that the humor to me, like, that's just my sense of humor, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know it's not that great of a film, but to me, I thought it was hilarious, and I recommend this movie to everyone just to see what they think. So, Sam, what are your thoughts? I really like this movie. Um, I think it straddles that line of being so dumb that it's it's just bad, and so dumb is awesome <laughs> really well. Um, you know, like... In, I. I know you guys didn't find uh, any emotional beats or like, or to- like the tones or like any themes that you you like, but I actually liked the stuff that was in the movie. I know they put it in as kind of like a throwaway thing, but like the core of it was basically it, it's the same reason why I like Napoleon Dynamite because if you follow the Uncle Rico storyline, it's almost mm-hmm. super close to a, a traditional tragedy. If you 
if he follows through, if he had died, you know, I mentioned this a bunch of times with Isaiah. We had this conversation. You know? We've had this conversation at least three times. Yeah, three yeah. times. Just, you know, I wish he had died in the movie. But yeah, for this, this is almost a tragedy and then it turns into like a hero story. So like Hot Rod's major flaw is his own insecurity. Like he's so insecure and this kind of shows throughout the movie and then he, his insecurity basically undoes everything. So in the movie theater, when they're watching the movie and everyone's laughing at him, he takes the projector and throws it out the window into a car and they had raised enough money uh, to do the stunt. But because of that, they had to pay back the dude for the projector and the car and they lost mm-hmm. all that money. So like his own insecurity undid what, and like his success, right? Yeah. They almost achieved the goal. And then later he gets hit with another whammy where he learns that his dad was not a stuntman. He was just a, a clerk at a tire store. His and whole so life like, was a lie. His whole life was a lie. It's like insecurity hits him severely and he goes through that little phase. And then strangely <laughs> enough, Bill Hader comes in with a scene where they're picking up and he got a piece of metal stuck in his eye because he was doing LSD. <laughs> Again, all movies, <laughs> great movies are made with LSD, but yeah. And then, um, like, that's a weird scene, it's a funny scene, but then it's, like, one of the the only serious parts in the movie where, you know, Bill's talking to Hot Rod and saying that, like, obviously you, you love this stepfather a lot, and if you could use your skills to help him, that's that's a great thing. And that was such a weirdly serious and positive moment there that kind of, contrast with the the rest of the film and and because of that he goes back and then uh you know he does the stunt he doesn't make it but that's not the whole point he overcame his own insecurities his friends all came in and helped him out too you know like uh uh bill Hader built him that sweet motorcycle <laughs> you know that uh explosives guy built the ramp uh, the manager, uh, you know, he put the videos on online and then he got, he got validation there too as well. And sort of like at the very end too, uh, you know, some, some deep quotes where it's like life is pain and we got to scrape the joy out of it every chance we get. So it's like, it's weirdly like deep and uh, reflective moments spread out through, throughout the movie that kind of get overlooked because, uh, you know, if they treat everything as a joke, then you just kind of treat that as a joke as well. And it gets lost, mm. but for me, it kind of, kind of stuck to me, and uh, I liked it. I thought there was a a thread that I could follow, something that's uh, emotionally relatable for me at least. And then on top of that, so that's very, it's like one very very thin <laughs> thread. I gotta be specific with this. It's yeah. not like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like small. they evolved this. It's very small. <laughs> it's like a piece of lint, you know. <laughs> But it was there, and then that kind of made the movie more enjoyable and relatable to me. But yeah, I think uh, Barry is right too. The the humor uh, is pretty random. It's kind of like the Family Guy kind of formula, where it's just like something random in between scenes happening. I'm not gonna put it that far because I thought it was a little more cohesive uh, than Barry put it. But yeah, I I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. Definitely. One of the movies where it's like so dumb that it's good, but they did it intentionally. <laughs> I don't know. What always gets me going back to this film is just like those little moments, like those funny individual scenes that I'm just like, oh man, 
This makes <laughs> yeah. me laugh. <laughs> oh, dude, when when he asks the question, so like Hanra is talking to the girl, and then uh, Will Arnett comes in mm-hmm. in the convertible, and then he's like, "Oh, he was gonna ask her out, right?" And then so the girl's like, "What question were you gonna ask me?" And it's like, "Who'd win in a fight, grilled cheese or a taco?" And then the girl's like, "Grilled cheese in a fair fight, but in a prison fight, taco." Yeah. And then I was like, "Wow, that's pretty racist, but accurate." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then at the end of the movie, when he's dying, he he sees the taco and grilled cheese fight, and taco completely wrecks the grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah, uh, so good. Yeah, and it's like that yeah. scene is so dumb. It's so dumb. But there's a payoff for the it. Movie. Yeah. But they actually have a payoff. They have a payoff, but it's like a payoff that doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's also completely random and disconnected, like Barry said. You know, like, yeah. this is supposed to be a serious moment where, you know, he's he might die. You know he's not going to die, but, like, he's supposed to overcome something. I guess I guess part of my problem is that, uh, and I mean, I still enjoyed the film, but, like, basically every moment in the movie is played for laughs. But, like, say, Isla Fisher and Ian McShane's performances and some of the other, like, side characters, their performances are played fairly straight. So it's kind of it's kind of uneven. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. you know? It takes away from the parts that are, are played straightforward and great. Yeah. Like I mentioned, the, the tiny thread, the tiny piece of lint that was serious. It, it completely does those parts injustice. Yeah. And... I mean, I, I kind of, you kind of understand because generally in a comedy film, you need like, I mean, in any film, you need texture, right? You need, you need like uh, moments of loud, moments of quiet, moments of comedy, moments of like serious drama, stuff like that. Um, if you go like, even if it's straight comedy all the time, then like you're just drawing, you're just setting a bar somewhere and staying there the whole way. And it can be, it kind of takes away your ability to laugh at some things. Mm. And so you try to add yeah. in like bits of texture, like uh, like say in Bill and Ted, like all the all the side characters are generally pretty pretty straight. You know, there there are like uh, there's a there's a main plot thread that's played fairly decently seriously, and so you get like little texture in between moments of levity and stuff like that. Or like in uh, let's say Ghostbusters, basically everything everything in that movie is played straight except the Ghostbusters themselves. Which which is kind of why it works. Wait, you're you're talking about the good Ghostbusters, the good right? Ghost, of course, okay. right. of just, just course. <laughs> and I think that's that's that movie is there, probably there's a, another Ghostbusters, Sam. No, no, no I'm no. just clarifying. Yeah, I heard, I heard or, they're making you know, one actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're making a new one, aren't they? The third one. There, there's only the first two, and then the third one coming up. That's it. <laughs> but I think Ghostbusters is a pretty is a decently fair comparison to this movie because it's basically like uh um like four weird kind of like socially slightly socially outcast people kind of like slightly fuck up people <laughs> like kind of fuck ups just just doing their own thing like trying to trying to make it in a crazy world where the stuff they believe is not necessarily what literally everyone else believes and trying to and trying to make it work ghostbusters like everything surrounding them, right, was was straight. Whereas in this movie, you're not sure what's going to be straight and what's not. Yeah, it's not like particularly consistent. <laughs> or like like at the end with with the AM radio guy, 
Where they just stop. He's like, look at my little tattoo of oh yeah yeah of this, <laughs> of this guy peeing on on TV on TV and FM FM radio. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, AM is <laughs> safely dry on top. It's like, oh, it's on a magic carpet. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? It's definitely it's definitely like an SNL skit type uh type 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 bit, you know. But uh, but yeah, like some of the humor, awesome. The visual humor, incredible. Every hit is hilarious and and done fairly practically. Like that man, that explosion bit cracks me up. Oh. I, I rewatched that like four or five times. <laughs> it's like what now? And I, it's funny because like after that happens, the explosives guy he just like walks away, gets in the van, and drives <laughs> <Just> drives off. <laughs> off. <laughs> drives off. It just reminded me of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's like oh, I forgot my knife. <laughs> it's like I'm out of here. It was like. I'm I'm pretty sure. I wonder how they filmed that. I wonder if they did it all in one shot. They probably did. I have no idea. I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, it looked very much like. Yeah. I bet. Man, I, I love breaking down these things. I bet they had like small air poppers to take out the sides of the tower, and then maybe like maybe like some air like a boost to to launch them up, and then they had probably a big gas gasoline popper in the middle. That looks that looks big, but actually doesn't create a concussion wave, or a very small one. It's just like a big flamey boom, because otherwise, like it would kill him. <laughs> yeah, he would just die from. He would just die, die we, from the concussion uh, wave. You know, what if we get into explosives? You know, like stunt explosives as part of like a YouTube series. Uh, and we try not to kill works. ourselves. Oh, we make explosives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do like that these would stunts, get us on but at we have no five damage. lists. I would yeah. like to ask that all the individuals at the NSA currently listening that I do not endorse this plan. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to blow stuff up. We're just going to look I like, might. make it look like stuff yeah. blew up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> film, film, natural legality of this. Yeah, like all, all the best humor is the stunt humor, man. It's it's great. The physical humor. Yeah, the physical is humor it, is. Great. Is it because you love that physical humor from like Stephen Chow? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, or like uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta yeah. be Jackie Chan, man. Like yeah. people getting oh, hit, Jackie Chan's people great. getting hit yeah. is just funny. <laughs> or just getting hit with like the most ridiculous of items, like ladders yeah. or umbrellas Absolutely. or hats. After after like the movie theater scene where he buys like a full cart of liquor, he's uh-huh. walking up. Yeah, the and he gets hit by the car. He just yeah. gets man. hit by the car. Yeah. You just don't expect it. <laughs> that uh, shot was really well done. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that shot was done in two blocks, right? The car is one, and it's painted in, and he is probably on, like, a pole line along with a cart, and that's filmed and they separately. they just yank him out. They just yank him, and then they composite it together. But it was really well done. I, I love that. I love that stuff. But it, I, that scene in particular stuck out to me, because I remember, like, they were spending all this time saving up money for his dad's operation, I'm looking at that cart and I'm like doing some mental math, like 30, 80. It was like probably like a thousand dollars worth of booze in that cart. Dude, probably. There was so much booze in that cart. Why was he buying all that booze? Was it for his mom? <laughs> I, I'm assuming he was just going to go drink it. No, he was oh, going to okay, drink it. Because okay. this was after he all found right, out right. his dad wasn't actually evil, oh, yeah, stunt evil man. stuntman. Yeah. 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 That like scene that? is so funny. They're like, what you getting there, Rod? It's like groceries. It's like you got <laughs> yeah. one loaf of bread and 
20 bottles of booze. I mean, that's that's happened to me before. <laughs> I run into you people. buy a shopping cart full of booze? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I run into somebody and they're like, what are you shopping for? I'm like, Week dinner. Day, weekday <laughs> drinking. <laughs> groceries? Yeah, groceries. Groceries, yeah. I mean, you've never. I mean, if you if you're buying for like a bunch of people at like a get together or something, you can easily fill a shopping cart full of beer and alcohol, and then totally. just look like yeah. a giant asshole walking out just of like the a store. Raging alcoholic. They always ask you to at the checkout. It's like, so going to a party, and you, uh, your answer is always has to be no. That's <laughs> <laughs> for me. It's for me. No, but no, just say I'm, no. I'm but alcoholic. like as depressed and lonely sounding as you can. Uh, no no. No. (laughs) and then just quietly pay for your alcohol and walk out and don't say another word okay they they always look slightly mortified (laughs) you just see death in the corner and be like be seeing you soon (laughs) but yeah uh yeah you're right like the reason why uh this i think this movie is a direct parallel to bill and ted's bogus journey because Mm -hmm. I think it has the same problems, but the main reason why I like this movie and not uh, Bogus Journey as much is that Bogus Journey is following up excellent adventures. So, like, I have something to compare it to. Whereas with Hot Rod, it's a standalone movie. Not only that, like, the the humor in Hot Rod, I get it because it's a certain type of humor, and it's it's uh, pretty cohesive in that it stays consistent. Yeah. Whether you find it inconsistent or not, I feel like that this type of humor, I get it. Like the beats, I understand it. Like I know what what's coming up. I have a general idea of what's gonna happen, maybe. But it's just like it hit, hits those beats, and it's more consistent. And it does have some kind of serious and heartwarming like moments sprinkled in there. Whereas with uh, bogus bogus journey, it felt more random. It was disjointed. The scenes in bogus journey, I feel. Some of them were felt I felt were better done as a whole in terms of comedy, but yeah, just as a whole package, dude, Hot Rod has it. Um, definitely in the same same vein as Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite. Oh man, Bogus Journey was that director's basically his directorial debut. Why yeah, and they, if you watch what he directed afterwards, yeah, I don't know. He, he, don't he know. did one short film before that. That's interesting. And then he went on to make Red 2, so I don't think he improved much, unfortunately. Hey, hey, have you watched Red 2? Yes. Not... Okay. It's not that bad. It's kind of bad, Sam. <laughs> Wait, was, was, the, was the Pringle scene in Red 2, or was it in Red 1? Uh... The most, one of the most blatant, uh, blatant forms of ad placement. I feel like that's one. This one? Okay. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. You got to watch uh, just after this or right now. You got to watch, go on YouTube and click in, like, type in red Pringle scene. And it's disgusting, dude. It's not as bad as the Pepsi one. Uh, I forgot about that in World War Z. But uh, this Pringle things, Pringle scene comes, like, really close. I'm not seeing that on this guy's IMDb, though. Are we talking Red 2? Red 2? Uh, I think he's talking about Bill and Ted uh, 3's director. Oh, right? okay, okay. Yeah. Second one did some not so great movies, and the first one, what should I call it? Uh, he he did some okay films. He made Garfield. 
What? Oh yeah, that was heavy made Garfield. Garfield. What? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> That's a rip, dude. Rest Wait, which pepperoni. one? Which one? Which director? <laughs> uh number two. Focus journey. Oh, oh no. That's why. Oh, that's a that's a negative ten now. I'm sorry. It's worse than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> We're not we watching have, that movie, by the way. We have retroactively Garfield? decided. <laughs> Which would you rather watch, uh, Battlefield Earth or Garfield? Would probably rather watch Battlefield Earth. Really? Really? I think Wait, I is might Garfield swing worse Garfield. than Suicide Squad? I don't think it's worse than Suicide Squad, but it's pretty close. Okay. Battlefield it won an award. It won an bad. award for something. Oh, Worst stinker award. <laughs> yeah. The Dorena Razzi? Is that what it was? No, it's a stinker. Stinker? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Similar to the Razzies, but not the Boy. same. Oh not my god, this, Jennifer Love Prestige. Prestige. <laughs> Wasn't this? Oh. <laughs> oh Why? no. Is that a case of do you like money? It's like, yes, I like money. <laughs> of course oh, she does. Yeah, I, I yeah. used to have a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Understandably like so. A, yeah. When I was a youngin, back in the good old days. She was in Tuxedo, the best Jackie Chan film ever made. Oh, uh, that was... I had, that was okay. I had fun with that movie. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I have it on DVD. Really? I, yeah. I remember I had this phase where I decided to watch as much of Jackie Chan's filmography as possible. I think I watched close to like 20, 25 Jackie Chan movies. That's hard, dude. Like he has back so to many. back? Dude, he's got... Probably like close to 130 or more. That that reminds me, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, so this movie that I wanted to watch. Uh, have you guys seen Sharknado one and two? Absolutely seen, not. I've seen parts oh, of them. Okay, well, there's a new movie coming out called Zombie Tidal Wave. So it's a tidal wave with zombies in it. Mm-hmm. So like, so here here's the thing. Like, um, the actor. The actor in it, yeah, it's it's bad, right? People know that's bad, all right. <laughs> you can check out the trailer. Just zombie title. Wave. Just from like the yeah. thirty second elevator pitch synopsis, I'm just like, this is such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. It's actually an okay movie, like a B movie, maybe even a C movie. But the okay. thing that really got to me was this actor, the main actor, mm-hmm. the guy character. Uh, when he was doing the was reading the script for Sharknado. He's like, he didn't want to do it because he's like, this will be the end of my career, right? Yeah. He was saying that. And then, you know, he was thinking about it. And then basically, you know, I had a talk with his family, his wife, and, and then he switched gears because he's like, it's all about supporting your family. And he's just seeing it as work. And if you can provide for your family, that's a that's a no-fail situation right there. So that's what he was talking about when he was trying to promote Zombie Tidal Wave. And I was like, man, that's such a great attitude, you know, taking the small parts that, you know, might suck uh, just because you want to provide for your family. And I was like, what a guy. I hope he, you know, he gets bigger roles because this guy deserves it. He's, he's a hardworking actor and he's trying to overlook. Um, oh, no. Yeah. You, wait, can, you can never you can never blame an actor for like a big stinker of a movie. Yeah. Unless their acting is just. Garbage. <laughs> Amber Heard. Amber Heard, yeah. Amber Heard levels of bad. I heard you loud and clear. <laughs> Sam, I think that's a bunch of BS, dude. If what? He was in five Sharknado movies. What kind of money you need, man? You don't need five uh, Sharknado movies. I, I don't money. think those, those films pay a lot. I don't, I don't it's probably being paid like scale. Yeah. 
they just look progressively worse. Yeah, they do. Is that like, even possible? Wait, wait. There's five Sharknado. There's movies? five Sharknado movies. Oh my goodness! He's working hard, though. He's working hard. <laughs> Providing for his family. He is. He is. Questionable. Questionable. No, I I get it because you know for most of these roles you probably don't get a lot of money, realistically speaking. But where where is your pride, man? <laughs> where, <laughs> where's your pride? I think the pride comes in supporting for your family. It's either that or like. You know, letting them starve. So Andy's in the zombie title wave. Yeah, zombie title wave. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I think we should it, check it out, it too. It looks like all of his movies are deep movies. And, like, random TV The danger shows. is you you kind of get typecast into that role. Um, which you, He was in Spider-Man, uh, the TV show. Oh, Harry okay. Osborn. Okay. Wait, uh, like the, the cartoon? Is there a live-action t- Spider-Man? No, right? There might be. I don't think so. No, it's not. Okay. But yeah, it just made me think about that when you mentioned Jennifer Love Hewitt in like a tuxedo. <laughs> All right, why don't we why don't we keep this one short? Why don't we end it yeah, there? Let's I keep think it short. We're not, yeah, if you run out of things to say, you know, just end it. <laughs> I don't think that there's like an extreme amount of yeah. things to say. This is not a deep film, like by it's any not. means. I think it's just fun. No. Yeah, and I no, think it sure. has a lot of good moments. All right, yeah. Why don't we go and do our closing thoughts and and if you have any and our ratings. Uh, why don't you lead us off here? Um, yeah, a little bit inconsistent, uneven. The performances were like, like Andy Samberg was was like full comedy mode, and then like Isla Fisher was trying to play mostly straight. Ian McShane is wonderful no matter what he does, but <laughs> yeah, basically, you know. But uh, yeah, I think again, I enjoy the physical comedy. Like it's it's well done, well executed. Probably could be shot a little bit better. I prefer. I want to see them get hit, man. I want to see. I want to see the guy <laughs> smash into a car. You know, you don't don't cut away. Yeah, yeah, don't cut away from that. Don't cut away from it. <laughs> Show just, me the violence. Just look at it. Both eyes wide open, just <laughs> like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know. But uh, yeah, I'll give it a five Suicide Squads. Oh my! Oh okay. 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 Give it the same score okay. as Bogus Journey. Yeah, for me, I just love this film. I think I've seen it like maybe five times now, and I have introduced this film to a lot of people and have received a wide range of reactions. Some people think it's some of the funniest, like movies that one of the funniest movies they've ever seen. And other people just look at me like I'm an idiot. So I think it, it falls in that same vein of like Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite. I think you kind of have to be a very specific kind of person. And this has to be your kind of humor to actually really enjoy. Um, or else I think it just doesn't hit the mark for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even though I, I, I get that it's not a super deep movie, it's not anything super complex with themes that make you really like delve into being like oh man what is humanity what does life even mean it's just fun like it seems to me like it was a bunch of friends from snl who were like hey let's make a movie together (laughs) and they were just ad-libbing and they're like yeah this is what we'll do and it does feel disjointed and it feels like it's just a series of skits stitched together but i love that like to me like i i had no issues with that so, yeah. One of my favorite movies, though. 
Yeah, and I don't put that lightly. I guess for me, I would say I give it an eight. Eight, yeah. dang, same as Excellent Adventure. Yeah, I I peg it to that same level. Yeah, okay, I'd say it's okay. up there. Because even okay. though it has a lot of weaknesses, for me, just the humor makes up for a lot of that. But obviously, a lot of people don't. Or wouldn't feel that. And I get that. Yeah. So, it's yeah, okay. I get it. That's fair. It's yeah. okay, yeah. It's not for everyone. What about you, Sam? Thoughts? Dude, I love this movie. So, like, here's the weird part. I was I always skim through the movie mm-hmm. before I watch it. Just to get... Just to see what I can get tonally from what I see. Like, uh, you know, is it dark? Is it miserable? Kind of like Zack Snyder. <laughs> or, you know, is it... Is it weird? Is it funny? So when I was skimming through a hot rod, I was like, this is so dumb. Because I didn't have context <laughs> for what was happening. Yeah. But when I watched it from the beginning, it got me. So like this is, I think to sum, sum it up, this is why I like the movie. There's one scene where Adam Sandberg is explaining his grand plan to save his stepfather. And then Bill Hader, they're all sitting around the table, right? And then Bill Hader gets up. He's like, I got to go to work. Is that Okay. And then he's like, no. <laughs> you know, you would think he would say yes. And then what happens next is like they're in the ice rink and they're just in between scenes. Oh, sorry, I hit my microphone. In between scenes of him explaining his plan while he's doing work at the ice rink. Yeah. So it's like completely random, but it makes sense because it logically happened next. You know, if Bill Hader has to go, go to work at the ice rink, what are they going to do? They're going to follow him, obviously. <laughs> And and then it's like they're on the Zamboni, they're doing all of these things. And uh, you know, that kind of humor, I I love it. I dig it. It's not like in the dialogue necessarily, it's in it's in the situation and how outrageous it is. Like a normal person wouldn't do this, but you might see some wild people that you know trying to act like this in real life. That's why it's not too too outrageous. But yeah. Yeah. That scene uh, is like, heck yeah. And that's how the rest of the movie is like, where they have this premise, and they, they're in the scene, something's happening, and then they're like, let's let's see what happens if some um, like a character does something, and then they follow it up to the extreme, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, it's improv comedy. Also, in, in enough emotional uh, themes to make it relatable for me, like the one about... Overcoming your own insecurities, uh, that's really re- relatable because, you know, if you're making content or doing anything in life, you're always worried about how people perceive you, right? Mm-hmm. It's always a huge thing that's looming over your head. Oh, people, you know, like my stuff. Or um, I was actually hoping in that scene, by the way, I was mm-hmm. hoping that there would be like a turnaround, right? Where instead of like feeling bad about it, he realizes he has great comedy chops. It becomes like a phys- like a comedian or something. Just becomes a comedian. <laughs> yeah, it's like here's sixty minutes of me getting hit by cars. Go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was yeah. I was hoping for, it, and then it just played straight. I'm like, damn it! Had so that much would potential. Be a wild movie. Yeah. Yeah. That would be entertaining. Watch though. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, you just gotta watch one. Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, nine, nine. There you go. I couldn't remember what it was. I, I was gonna say nine eleven, but then you know, that's yeah, not... Andy Samberg <laughs> gets a lot of room on that show, and he just shines. And also, the Lonely Island is amazing. So there's that. <laughs> all right. Anyways, I'm gonna give it a quick rating. I'm gonna give it a seven because although I find it hilarious and I love it, 
I think, uh, you know, compared to Excellent Adventure, uh, I think Ex- Excellent Adventure is a little more cohesive and a little more light-handed on dis- dispensing the humor, you know, at the right moments. Uh, that said, yeah, Hot Rod, I'm glad I watched it. I know you recommended it a lot of times, Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to put it on the same level as Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's up there. And I love those films. I, I know that because there. you like those films, I was like, oh, I think Sam would find this movie funny. Totally. Yeah. I was like, this is the exact same film. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, to recap, Barry gave it a hot, uh, hot rod of five. Uh, Isaiah gave it an eight. And I gave it a seven. I think this was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, we don't all have the same opinions. Uh, and it might seem like we're, we're all agreeing with each other. We're just nice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't agree with each other. We have uh, different opinions. So we, we heard here, Barry likes Bogus Journey. I didn't. Uh, Barry doesn't like Hot Rod. I did. So it's kind of interesting to see these uh, different opinions, even though both movies are actually quite similar this has been episode 15 and a bit on Hot Rod. Thank you for listening in. Write to us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay, Stay pointy. pointy.